150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 22. I'm your host, The Evangelical Norm. The Fifth Seal is a podcast to bring awareness to the persecuted church around the world and to pray through the uh, top countries where uh, Christians are persecuted on the world watch list from Open Doors USA. So it is Persecuted Church Awareness Month, so we go... Every day of this month, we count down from 30 to number one, those top countries on that world watch list, and pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. So that's a little back uh, background on the podcast for those of you who are new or just joining us. Um, and all that being said, it is Monday, November 9th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. An update. Wow, that... Uh, picture is much larger than it's supposed to be. Let's fix that real quick, shall we? Hmm. This is what happens when you do live broadcasts. <laughs> um, so, this from persecution.org. Medical report in Pakistan proves Arzu Raja is a minor. So this is some good news out of Pakistan. According to local reports, a medical board in Pakistan found that Arzu Raja, a 13-year-old Christian girl abducted and married by her 44-year-old Muslim neighbor, is no, no more than 14 years old. This finding supports Arzu's birth and baptism certificates submitted to the court by Arzu's parents in October. On October 13th, Arzu was abducted from her family home in Karachi by Ali Azhar, her neighbor, Arzu's parents, her Muslim neighbor. Arzu's parents reported the incident to local police and were informed two days later that their daughter had converted to Islam and married Azhar. Arzu's parents challenged the validity of the marriage, claiming it violated the Sin Child Marriage Restraint Act. However, on October 27th, the Sindh High Court ruled in favor of the marriage and ordered local police to protect Arzu and Azar. On November 2nd, however, police were ordered by the Sindh High Court to recover Arzu and arrest Azhar. This came after Pakistan's Minister for Human Rights became involved in the case as an intervener. Arzu was taken to a women's shelter and Azar was arrested. On November 5th, Arzu appeared before the Sindh High Court. In this appearance, Arzu stated she was 18 years old and married Arza Azhar of her own free will. She went on to say she was not abducted and converted to Islam by her choice. Following this hearing, the Sindh High Court ordered a medical board to examine Arzu and determine her age. As the findings of the medical board were announced in the court today, Arzu once again stated she wanted the court to release her to her quote-unquote husband and that she had married Azhar of her own free will. However, since the court has found Arzu to be underage, this was refused, and she was returned to the shelter home. So, there's a lot of stuff going on in here. The good news is, is that it is proven that she's a minor, as she is taken from uh, this abductor. Chances are, just because she's in fear, she's afraid, she's probably been beaten by this man, um, there's a fear in this and why she's saying she converted to Islam and so on. So hopefully, uh, as he is prosecuted by the courts for this violation, uh, she'll be able to come forth with, with the truth and um, 
no longer live in in this fear. But pray for Arzu. Uh, pray that she will, uh, if she has converted to Islam, that she will return to her faith in Christ. Um, if she's making these statements out of fear, that she'll be removed from that that fear and and placed back at home safe with her parents. So also from persecution.org. Ugandan mob kills pastor after radio broadcast. According to Morningstar News, a group of Muslim extremists in northern Uganda killed a pastor who had just finished a radio broadcast. According to the news report, the pastor had spoken on the radio about the differences between Islam and Christianity, which had angered a lot of Muslims in the area. The news agency had talked with the son of David Omara, the pastor. His son, Simon Okut, said that the a person had called his father to appreciate his radio broadcast and asked him to come and to speak to some of his friends. However, when the father and son arrived at the meeting place, they were ambushed by six individuals who started beating David immediately. As they beat the pastor to death, his son was able to escape to safety, but was not able to help his father. Simon said that as they beat him, one of the assailants said, This man ought to die for using the Quran and saying Allah is not God, but an evil God collaborating with satanic powers. As they were hitting my father with blunt objects and strangling him, I fled to save my life. Two attackers ran after me, but could not get a hold of me. This attack is worrisome as freedom of religion is supposed to be guaranteed by the government in Uganda. The president of Uganda, Yaweri Museveni, has strongly reacted to the attacks of this nature in the past, often cracking down on any community or group who attacks another. Due to his strong hand in leading this country, many Christians in the west of the country continue to vote for him each election season. They say that he stops terrorist attacks from violent extremist groups who used to invade their communities. Hopefully this same leadership will help identify and prosecute the men that murdered Pastor Omara. So let's pray for Pastor Omara's family um, and pray that the men who beat him and killed him will be brought to justice and that uh, President Museveni will continue to lead the country in a way that, that religious freedom is upheld and attacks of this sort are put down. So that brings us to our World Watch List country for this week, which is Turkmenistan. So some uh, facts about Turkmenistan. Its region is Central Asia. The persecution type is dictatorial paranoia. Persecution level is very high. Population of Turkmenistan is 5,943,000, of which about 70,500 are Christians. The main religion is Islam. The government is a presidential republic. And the leader is president, and I'm not going to say this man's name right, Gurbanguly Bermudhevadal. Yeah, we will never try to say that again. Um, Turkmenistan is wholly ruled by its president, who seeks uh, to tightly control every aspect of daily life, including religious worship. While most citizens are Muslim, their affiliation is largely cultural rather than devoutly religious. The government mostly seeks to build a cult of personality around its president. Get Christian gatherings are monitored, printing Christian materials is illegal, and unregistered churches risk constant rage, raids and jail time for congregants and church members. And I just lost where I was. Congregants and church leaders. Ever since a new law on religion was introduced in April 2016, Christians have experienced tighter controls on church life. Police, secret services, and local authorities monitor religious activities and regularly attend church services. 
even Sunday service of Russian Orthodox or Armenian Apostolic churches may be monitored. The persecution score for Turkmenistan is up by one point, and the rank is increased by one. The pressure in the family and church spheres of life increased. The violence score, though very low, also increased. In this former Soviet, re Soviet Republic, it is very common for members of Protestant churches to be regarded as followers of an alien sect aiming to depose the government, reinforcing the state's need to control and eradicate Christians. Indigenous Muslims who convert to Christianity are most persecuted, including pressure and occasional physical violence from families, friends, and local communities attempting to force them to return to their former faith. Some converts are even locked up by their families for long periods of time, beaten, and may eventually be expelled from their communities. In areas where churches have not been registered, Christians suffer repeatedly from acts of Christian persecution, including police raids, threats, arrests, and fines. In November of 2018, a female convert to Christianity was called to, to the police station where she was interrogated about Christian literature and meetings at her home. She was threatened with arrest. Church activities are often interfered with and hindered by families of converts, the local Muslim community, and local authorities. Prayer points for Turkmenistan. Pray for protection of the house churches in Turkmenistan. Secret house churches are increasingly the targets of police and authorities in most areas public worship is out of the question pray believers find ways to gather together and encourage each other evangelizing is a punishable offense in the country pray for both boldness and discernment to share the gospel despite the legal consequences Turkmenistan is considered to be one of the most restrictive countries in the world pray for increased freedoms in the country and pray for believers that have converted from Islam and now experience fierce pressure to return to Islam pray for protection and endurance so let's pray father thank you so much uh, again for this time we have to come together to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted for uh, their faith in you Lord we thank you that we have a medium like the internet where we can come together across uh, the the distances that we we do and um, even the time spans that we do where we can come together even later uh, days and, and weeks later and come back and continue to pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted for their faith. Father, we lift up Arzu, Arzu Raja and her family. God, I pray that, that now that it is proven that she is a minor, that she will be removed from uh, the man who abducted her, that he will be prosecuted, and that she will be returned home to her family safely um, and, and no longer having to live in fear and, and lie, Lord. I do hope that, that this claim of actual conversion and and consensual marriage is, is a lie. I pray that, that it is something that has been instilled in her by fear and that you will alleviate that fear, Lord, and that she will be able to live out her life um, following her faith in you. Lord, I pray that even her, uh, her influence on this man, Azhar, that you would use that to uh, draw him to a place of repentance, Lord, that he too would be saved and know who you are. Father, we pray for the Pastor Amari and his family in uh, Uganda. Lord, we pray that, that you would bring those who, who beat him, murdered him to justice, that you would uh, allow the police to, to find these men and that the prosecution would happen. But Lord, I pray not before that they, they hear the gospel. Um, and that they too would, would potentially, that you would draw them by your spirit to a place of, of repentance. Um, Lord, save those who, who would murder this man and uh, 
and but yet let justice be be delivered in this situation. Uh, Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Turkmenistan. We do pray for the house churches there that you would protect them, that they would continue to to function and grow and and lead the the Christians in that area in discipleship and fellowship. Lord, I pray that you would provide more and more places for them to come together, to encourage one another, to worship you, to learn about you, to become a tour in their faith. Lord, we pray for, for those who would evangelize. We pray that you would give them boldness in the face of, of potential arrest and discernment of times of, of when to and when not to proclaim your gospel, Lord, that they would be uh, wise as, as serpents and innocent as, as doves in those areas. Lord, we pray uh, for more freedom in the country of Turkmenistan, that, that as, as Christianity grows there, as, as your kingdom is advanced, that the, the heavy-handedness of the government there would be uh, lifted and that, that Christians would be able to, to worship and, uh, and express their, their worship of you freely in those areas, Lord. And we do pray for those who have converted from Islam, that you would protect them from their families, from their local communities, protect them from the pressures to return to their former faith, um, and just give them a boldness to proclaim what it is about Christianity and your gospel that drew them to you in the first place, that it's not about better lives or, or, or even happiness, Lord, but it is the joy that we receive when we are forgiven of our sins because of what you did for us on the cross. And we thank you for that. And again, we lift up all of our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith. Um, and pray that in all these things that you are glorified, Lord, because it is for your glory and in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys, for, for joining us again. Uh, if you have anybody who would be willing to uh, take 15 minutes out of their day to learn about persecution around the world, to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world, uh, invite them to come to the Fifth Seal Facebook page. Um, I'll be sending out some more invites mid-month to people that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, now that Facebook is letting me invite again, I'll be sending out those invites. Uh, you can send out invites, invite them to that group. We'll get them approved and so on. Uh, or you can go to the Evangelical Norm YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, notifications, and get all the, the content that is released there. Um, or, as always, you can get your um, audio podcasts wherever you get audio podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, and Amazon. All this is on there as an audio podcast as well. So, again, thank you guys for joining us. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.